this morning? Woohoo! How about that, huh? How about that? A couple of quick things I wanted to uh, to check with you guys on something I forgot. Actually, Charlie and I talked yesterday about making sure that people knew kind of what's going on in the community and stuff like that. I'm going to talk about that here. Uh, but I think I uh, have met most of everybody. We have a few visitors here this morning. Man, welcome to, uh, you know, uh, if you yeah, if you uh, have not been here before, guys, I want to want to just, uh, despite what you've heard, you still came, right? It's so cool, man. But no, it's been a time, man. It's, today is the first time that we have done two services. So we had a first service this morning. Maniacs come in and then try to fill this place up again. It's uh, we got a few, I see a few empty spots, but but not too many, man. So for two, for the first time doing two services, guys, we have had some great, great. I mean, the Holy, more than anything, the crowd, if you will, but the Holy Spirit's just thick this morning, man. Amen. Wow, man. I mean, it's so cool to be a part of uh, part of a church. I just love being part of this church, man. I just love being part of the part of a. A congregation, if you want to call it a congregation, whatever you want to call it, is man that we can freely express who God is. Amen? Amen. I'm talking about uh, here, this, we've gone through this series called The, the Story. And, the, and where, you know, the battles begin, where we talk about, uh, you know, all the things that are happening right now, all the lights and stuff like that. And some of you, I had somebody come this morning and say, you know, I, I, I've not been here before. Storybook, they said they're going to try to do their best to catch up this week. But one thing I want to promise you is that we're going to try to keep you caught up and, th- and, and doing that kind of thing. But we do want you to get a, a storybook. We have actually, well, I had up here, we had two left. Uh, scratch that out, we got one left. So we're, we're like almost done. But you can get an electronic version if you want to, uh, to catch back up with what we're doing. The story is a book that it's excerpts from the scriptures. And, and puts them in chronological order. So when you read it, it starts, uh, you, the different scriptures start kind of flowing together. And this week, man, some stuff, oh, sweet, thank you. <laughs> All right, man, we are, we are on the ball today. Uh, that is so cool. I looked up and I said, he said um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> I said, we're, so, we're so awesome, I forget where we are, man. The story is a, is a uh, it just takes excerpts of the scriptures and puts it in chronological order. So not only do you different books of the Bible, but you also see how those books of the Bible all intertwine together because it's the Genesis to Revelation, amen, in the Bible. So it's, it's God's word, and what this does, it's not replace the Bible. We want to make sure people understand that. But it is a tool for us to understand word, and then it's intertwined. And what you're going to find out today is something that absolutely blew my mind when we, in the book of Ruth today when we start talking about that. Man, it blows your mind how God, it, just circumstances that are intertwined to make things, I mean, to, to save us so throughout history, killed me today. So we want you to get the storybook, help us, what's up, Audrey? What's that? We have zero left. We have zero left. We have zero left. Update. We have zero left. Can we do that? I want to see how good we are. All right. Sold out. That's what we should do. Just sold out. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. We're done. So, um, never mind. Don't get the story. I'm kidding. <laughs> you can still get it. Yeah, still get it. So thank you. Uh, by the way, uh, I do want to recognize too what, what Audra and Kid City have done downstairs, man out of sight you know a lot of people going to two services you know you think i just have two services but there's so much many dynamics you got to deal with and gathering volunteers and everybody's just done such a great job and kid city people like i don't want to kill children and everything so it's one of the hardest ones to get volunteers for and and audra fantastic job so thank you guys for that um well we do want you to get the storybook even though we're out you can get electronic version you can get one from from, uh, amazon you can get all that kind of stuff 
your Amazon Prime. I think it is it's so cool. Uh, but we also also want you to come hear the messages on Sunday morning. And now you have two opportunities: those who can, or those who want to catch the games a little earlier, or catch the Methodists to go into <laughs> going to lunch or what, come to the early service, whatever you want to do. Uh, but you ca- hear the message on Sunday morning. And if you can't make it on Sunday, do it online. Listen to the podcast for our campus. We have a video camp video shot over at the Shawnee campus. Just kind of listen to both. See what you know because we all are different people. Have different things that that God is telling us. Mornings we're not a we're not a mirror image of one another. Campus we're the same God, same Holy Spirit, and the way God has made us is how we we preach. Amen. And if you haven't started coming yet, check out the story group. Kind of love how uh, Sherry did the announcements and stuff. She did a great job, man. Great job. I was like, attention to this one. That's pretty, pretty neat. So, Because when I do, do uh, announcements, it's terrible. It's awful. Anybody say, did I hear her name, man? What? No. <laughs> I try. Hey, you know, if you haven't started coming yet, come to Story Group on Monday night, 7 o'clock, guys. We go deeper into the things that we learn on Sunday. But also, discuss, take a time to, to discuss this with your family throughout the week, man. Just talk about it. Talk about, talk about what you're learning, what you're doing about it. We, we're, uh, we're a discipling culture in our church. And we, what does God say in his word? We say, what does God say in his word? And what are you going to do about it? Talk about those things. Share your new understanding of God with other people. Go out into the community. Talk to people. And as, you're, as you're engaging in work, as you're talking to different people, man, go and share what you're... Once you start following God... Man, I heard it said this one time before, and I... I don't remember, but I just imagine this. You're walking with God, right? You're going to automatically share God in examples. If I'm walking with my, my earthly dad, and I love my dad, man. Me and my dad are tight. And I'm talking with him, and I'm telling him about my fears, telling him about getting advice from him, telling him that I love him. And somebody comes up to me, and they say, hey, Casey, what's going on, man? What's happening? And I don't introduce them to my dad. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Isn't that weird? And, and my dad would probably go, hey, why don't you, you shame me? Right? I mean, you catch what I'm saying on this? And so that's what we want to teach people to do here. We want to get to know God to the point where you're with him all the time. And you're telling others about him. Doing here, we're, we're trying to set up some teams here that can go out and do that kind of thing. One thing we want to do, that seeing that, that when new people come into the church, we connect with them. New people move into town, we connect with them. Second thing we want to do is a community team, a, t- a team that goes to the city council meetings and things like that. And meeting. In fact, there are three things that you can do this week. That uh, There's a planning commission meeting on seven, it's Tuesday. Man, if you want to see what's coming up in the city, what's important to the city, there's a senior dinner at noon, there are many of those, and we'll be there this Wednesday. And it's a lot of fun just to engage with different people. And if you like playing bingo, not this week. Tegan, man, come on, bro. I got something. Maybe we can do it. You want to do it? No, I'm just kidding. And then uh, this Saturday, there's a there's a movie night. Down went to to the Saturday or the Friday. It was Friday night this past week and watched Big Hero Six. And he, what a great movie! It's not Dumb and Dumber, that cinematic masterpiece of all. But it is a good movie. And this week, it's Saturday night, uh, is at 9 o'clock. You have to kind of do it late because it's up on the green space. It's awesome. It used to be like a big sheet on the side of the... Man, not anymore, dude. They're like... Right? It's, it's great. I mean, it's like, it's like, like it's a big blow-up thing and everything. Big speakers and stuff like that. It, it is legit. A fun time. Bring, you know, just kind of hang out with different people. Because these are opportunities to go tell people about what we've, what we've learned. Had somebody come to me this morning... And say, you know, I hadn't really said anything, but we've really been sick, and our husband's sick. We had to go to the emergency room last week. I've been battling this, that kind of stuff. And I said, man, why don't you say something? Well, we're private people. Listen, here's the thing. We now, oh, what happened? 
I'll go with it, baby. I don't care. So we've got this, we've got this deal um, where somebody, you know, they, they say, um, I lost my place. That, that flipped me out. Sorry about that. Oh, yes. Hey, I've been really sick, been really uh, not feeling good. I said, hey, why don't you say something to somebody, you know? I, you know, kinds of things. We want to understand those kinds of things. We want to flip those lights on or something like that. That's cool, too. Either way, you got to know those kinds of things. I feel like I'm in the dark. We want to know those kinds of things. We want to understand those that, that thing. Oh, actually have a care team that does things like that, that, that prays for people, that goes and visits, that assists people. And you can, you can actually uh, email or you can put on your Connect card that, that my granddad, my dad, whatever, needs prayer, whatever it is, you can put that on. We'll have people praying for you, have people that will come visit in the hospital, have people come, if, if need up. It's really, really a cool deal, really a cool thing. So you can also email to NC, write this down if you would, ncecare at gmail.com. That will, that will to the care team and we'll be able to go from there. Is that cool? Is that a deal? Is that a deal? Good? No? Okay, everybody was like, oh, man. No, be happy. It's cool. You don't have to look at me that much. Okay, so let's get into this. Yes, there it is. NCE Care. Man, you guys are great today. Woo, on it. Thank you, Listen. Here's the deal. Here's the story. Let's get into what we've been talking about, because we've been talking about God's upper story, upper everything, right? Like, he's here, and we're living here, and we sometimes feel like we're born into a, into a game, right? We're trying to figure out how to align ourselves with God if we're his. And, but what we need to understand is that God has shown Old Testament, New Testament, you name it, that he has wanted down to be part of our, of our lower story. He did it in the, in, you know, like with the, he told the, told the, build me a house. I'll go around with you guys, a mobile home, if you will. And he's actually like, he sends into the, the, like moves in with us. It's wild. Jesus does the same thing and then all that kind of thing. We talk about things like the flood, and we talk about Noah, and we talk about a guy named, what, just, just pause for a second when we start talking about this stuff, Abraham, right? And I want to come over here for just a second and do a little side note, hey, do a little side note. I'm not distracted at all, it's totally weird, by the way, you'll figure this out, if one of those, la- one of those fans is going different, I'll be like, ah, I can't preach like this, okay, so it totally, totally whacks me out, but you should be more professional, sir, I'm not a pro, you should have hired a professional if you want to. So we got Abraham, right? And Abraham, you guys remember we in, in story group, but we talked a little bit about but Abraham had this nephew named Lot who moved to Sodom. He had his wife, he had his, you know, his, his, his daughters and everything, and moved there. And then Sodom and Gomorrah were like burned up, and he, you know, like, they, they were like escaped out of that. And then Lot's wife turned around into a pillar of salt. Yeah, exactly. So you guys remember that. So here's the, so here's, I want to see nep- uh, Lot, Abraham's nephew, when they left Sodom, he daughters. Do you remember that? They got him kind of snockered up and drunk, and they said, hey, let's, let's continue the family line, right? Ew, right? You can also, everybody say ew. Ew, okay. So we got this incest, right, going on. And so he, ew, yeah. And so, and he, and, and but out, out of that, the, you know, Moab is one of the offspring, which means from my dad, which, or from the, from the dad, which he walking around like, hey, this is my dad. It's kind of weird. Everybody goes, Ew, yeah. So comes a tribe called the Moabites, which are sworn enemies of the Israelites. So I want you guys to kind of think this is a sign. This is all going to connect to this. This is so wild. What happens? See, Abraham has Isaac, sacrifice of Isaac, and those kinds of things. And Jacob, and Joseph, and Moses, 
right? And Moses leads his people out of Egypt. They have no official government, no official laws or systems or anything like that. And God gives the people. And God brings his people through the wilderness for 40 years. And, all, and, and Moses is being able to go into the promised land. But God says because of some certain reasons, you're not going to be able to enter into the, into the promised land. Moses dies. And Joshua begins leading the Israelites into the promised land, which is. And look at this other thing here. So remember, this is the ew side, right? Ew. Everybody say ew. Incest Moab, right? Over here. And remember he sent two spies out. I think we talked a little bit about this in story group too. He sent two spies out, right? Sent to the, into the promised land. They run into this lady who's a prostitute, right? She, she's running a, some people say establishment. I don't know. Whatever. So she's, she's, she's running this, right? She's a prostitute. And these two spies come in and she sees these two spies from Israel from Israel and she says hey show me mercy because she knows what's about to happen right that that they're about to annihilate the Canaanites and so they do so in and Rahab essentially becomes quote-unquote non-exodus convert that is that is documented in the Bible it's pretty wild so you got everybody say you incest right Moab of the Israelites then you have Rahab who has been given favor by the Israelites and becomes a convert to the true faith. Who? Somebody say who? No, here. It was over here. Rahab the prostitute. Well, yeah, prostitute. Okay. It was totally cool. This is going downhill fast. This is awesome. I love this family, man. Amen. So this brings us to the time of judges. And last week we went into the judges and we started talking about Dean. And Samson, the different kinds of judges. And the reason for the judges was not so that people would judge, but because the Israelites kept falling into these different sins, right? You got ooh and you got prostitution. And, and all these kind of things were happening to the Israelites, that they would fall into sin and God would raise up them rescue. And we asked last week, what gap will you step into? It us to this book of Ruth, man. And this is a very important book. It's a very pivotal writing. For, for us to understand the whole interconnection and New Testament. Let's start off in Ruth 1, verse 1. It says, in the days when the what? This book, this Bible, is something that makes sense. Guys, it's interconnected. It's not like some that just have a bunch of philosophy and different things that say. You know, if you've ever even started reading the current sense, there's no beginning and end to these things. It's just sort of like different weird stuff. Um, and the only Genesis to Revelation, guys, there's just one continuing story. So in the, je- in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, probably because of in, like, like people not doing what they're supposed to do, judge. But God does bring you know, famine to lands and things, which is why our country loving God, amen? So a man from Bethlehem and Judah together went to live for a while in the country of what? Ew, right? But, yeah, it's come from. I see, uh, living in the Bethlehem. Uh, where did I? What? Let me let Good, I'm glad you said it because I don't know how to pronounce it. Just kidding. I always think of that name. I think Elimelech. I don't know why. I don't know why. So this window, like I close that window. You guys can't stop singing it now. His wife's name was what? Naomi. And the name of, names of his two sons were Malon. said that right too. They were Ephrathites uh, from Bethlehem. And they went to Moab to live and live there. 
right, Naomi's husband died. And she was left with her too. So a very dangerous situation already for Naomi. Because in that time, to be without a husband, or you know, it's not like they, they, I mean, culturally, women weren't able to do a lot of things that men were able to do. Very dangerous situation for her. So Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, right? They, uh, they married, whoa, what happened? And she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women. Oprah, no, Orpah. And the other Ruth, after they had lived there about fine, and Kilion also what? So now there's like like no offspring to carry on that situation. And who? Naomi was left. When Naomi heard in, in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people. So now in Israel, now in Bethlehem, where Naomi's from, there's food again. God had brought them back. A lot of judge up at this time. By providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been loaded that would take them back to the land of what? Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters, each of you, to your mother's home, may the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to you and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. In other words, you're comfortable. Go back to what you know. Go back to where you came from. Go back to the things that go back to, back to the to the things that make sense culturally. Go back to the place where you're expected to be. And Orpah, go back. Orpah goes back. Orpah goes back. And in verse 16, but Ruth will leave you or turn back from you. Where you will go. I will go where you will stay. <coughs> I, your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. Where you move, I move. Just like that, right? And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever if death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped and went on until they came to where? Bethlehem. When they arrived in Beth, that, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Now where Jesus, hey, that's, that's, and actually this is a really small town, which is, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the, and the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? And it, check what they're asking, right? Naomi, which means pleasant, left Bethlehem a while back during the famine. She has her husband, she's all set, everybody's like, wow, look at her, she's all good, God's taking care of her. She comes back without dragging a Moabite, ew, Dragging a Moabite woman. Oh, man, this is wild. And they're looking at her. Man, she probably looked jacked up. Can this be this the same woman that left? What happened to her? And Naomi says, because Bethlehem is her hometown, right? Bethlehem is Naomi. And she asked the people not to call her Naomi, quite otherwise pleasant, because she's bitter about her circumstances. She asked people to call her Mara, which is bitter really lived and really had feelings and really had bitterness and really had anger and really senses of their life. They really did. And Ruth is so cool about this, man, because I love about this, 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 this book of the Bible is that Ruth shows genuine integrity, genuine love. See, she's got Naomi, right? Asks to work in the fields by gathering leftover grain from the harvesters. This was like a, essentially a welfare system, lowest of the low. And and happens in, in this in this 
when she says, I'll, I'll go take over whatever's left over from the people that are doing the work and that kind of thing, she, she does, she works hard, man, quietly works hard and doesn't cause problems or, or try to draw attention to, her, to herself. She doesn't go out there, party sure is hot, right? She doesn't, you know, or she doesn't come out here and say, you know, I'm nothing or anything like that. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just one of those, you know, you know, you know what happened to you, right? I mean, it's just, that's me. Works hard. She doesn't cause problems. She doesn't draw attention. Ruth 2, 5 through 12. Boaz. Everybody say Boaz. Boaz. Who is a relative, a close relative of Naomi's, which is an interesting thing. So Naomi, who brought Ruth with her, is a close relative of this guy named Boaz. And Boaz asked the overseer of, the, of, overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? Now, he's saying she is fine. Who's that? She probably don't look, I mean, she's probably like hot, sweaty, dirty, that kind of, she probably just like, woman, unassuming, just working hard. Who is that? Who does this woman belong to? She is the Moabite who came from, came back from Moab, Moab with Naomi. And she said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has morning until now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field. And don't go here with the, the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are long after the women. I have told the men, the, I've told the men not to lay a hand on you. Not, not, not necessarily thing like, hey, don't, don't, don't have sex with her. He's just like, like, hey, she's a Moabite. Leave her alone. Don't get just working hard. She's just kind. I've told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go in ours. The men have filled. At this. Yeah. No arrogance. No expectation. And then face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me a what? A foreigner. Boaz replied, I've been all about, right? I've been told all about. I'm lost. Sorry. I'll find it. I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law. Husband, how you left your father and mother and came to the homeland, right? People that you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be rewarded. Right? I'm going to find this in my notes. Ah, got it. All right. May the Lord repay you for what you've done. May you be richly rewarded. The God of Israel, under whose wings you have came, you have come to take refuge. This is an amazing thing that Boaz did. And something we need to know about Boaz Moabites are right here. You, everybody said to you, I love it. Right? You got to, who was helped the people in, jo the two spies in Joshua. She's over here. Dude, happens to be, and it just doesn't happen to be because God has worked this all out as his mom. Is that not cool? Jacked up, messed up, incestuous, ew situation, right? And then you've got a prostitute who, you know, is, is not a likely candidate to be used by God at all. Like, the Moabite woman comes in, the offspring of this prostitute, they come together, right? Much like the Israelites were kind to Rahab. He's already thinking, man, this is a, this is a grew up in, right? 
And this Moabite woman, this, this Ruth, he sees the same kind of kindness in her sees in his, in his mom. He's a kind guy. She's a kind mom. She's a kind person, right? The Moabites. This is a wild thing. And so God orchestrated this meeting. And, it's, I mean, and Ruth is not defiant. Ruth is not defensive. She doesn't have a chip on her shoulder. Like, yeah, I'm a Moabite. She doesn't do any of that stuff. Ruth turns around and speaks to Naomi, and he, she tells her Boaz that he is a, and, and finds out that Naomi tells her, hey, this is a close relative and a, a guardian, a person that essentially when a woman is in that situation, they're obligated to take care of the situation. God's not in this. This is wild. Naomi lets Ruth know that she should get all, this is fussied up. If you read the story, you're like, this is kind of weird. But she should get all fussied up, go take a bath, put some perfume on, put some makeup on or something like that, I don't know, curl her hair, I have no idea. And go down to the threshing floor of the granny, essentially get his fill of wine and food, let him fall asleep, kind of get in the sack with him at his feet. Some people think this is a sexual thing, some people think it's not a sexual thing, ultimately it doesn't matter. God, Boaz wakes up, who are you, why are you here, type of thing. Ruth uncovers Boaz's feet and gets in, gets in and he like freaks out, whoa, what are you doing here? And essentially he is led to start the marriage process. He gives her a whole bunch of grain to take back to Naomi. And Boaz, through a different series of events, of events, eventually, Ruth. And this is a great love story, right? It's never just enough for two people to get together for God. See, verse 13, so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he made love to her, the Lord and even she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, praise be who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. Renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter, who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then arms and cared for him. And the women living there said, said what? Now Naomi came back to me. Is that Naomi? Now look at him. They're like, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. And he was the father of who? David. Wow. Man, check this out. Now, this is an amazing thing. This would make a great, and this is my idea, right? I'm going to make a million dollars off this movie idea. All right, you got this prostitute, right? And then you got this relationship, and you got that, all that going on here, right? These two people who are great, kind people get together, right? They have offspring, and the whole world looks like, wow, look at that great love story. It's like a combination of pretty woman and deliverance, right? It's like, like... <laughs> Like pretty deliverance or a deliverance woman or something. I don't know, man. But it's a bit, but, and, and all the ladies are like, I want to go see that movie. And all the guys are like, I ain't going to go see that movie. And if they do, they're going to cry and they're going to be embarrassed and stuff, right? It would make a great story. It would make a great movie that these two people got together. That it, that it basically, the whole world had, had just, just fallen apart for them. But yet, yet, they got married. Yet, they had a child. Yet, Naomi, the grandma was like, now I'm Naomi again. Ruth is redeemed. Naomi is redeemed. Ruth has a husband after losing hers. Naomi has a son after losing her husband and all her sons. But is that enough for God? Is that enough for God? that God uses the ooh incestuous relationship, heritage, and sworn enemy of the Moabites, a kind, pretty lady, to restore her to God's people? Is it enough that God uses... Named Rahab to convert her to, to the faith in the one true God to give birth to Boaz in a very sounds like a great love story, but there is not enough. That is not enough for God. God people just to make a good story. 
He restores people for his plan. And then Matthew 1, 5 through 6. Those genealogies that we look at in the Bible go, that's so boring, right? I want to blow your mind. Salmon. This is New Testament. This is not Old Testament, which we're in. This is, I heard people say this all the time. I'm glad Jesus came, got rid of the Old Testament. He, he didn't, right? It's Salmon. The father of who? That name sound familiar, right? Whose mother was who? The father of who? Whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. We're starting to hear some names that sound a little bit familiar. Father of, wow, who wrote Psalms, who was like a mighty, who? Solomon, who was the wisest man to ever live whose mother had been wife, which is a whole nother thing. Man, I can't wait to get to that one. That's all jacked up, messed up. David, a man after God's own heart, adultery and steal. It's crazy. And out of all that, check out verse 16. Down Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. And Mary was the mother of Jesus, who was called the Messiah. Who was called. Guys, I want you to understand something. A lot of us in here feel like God will never forgive me for what I've done. A lot of us, I've gone too far. I've done too much. I've been too far gone. I've made too much of a mess. There's no way God can forgive me of my past, but God isn't even in, he is even in control of your past. Circumstances that I'm in right now, God, you'll never even step into the church. I can't even believe I'm in this place. Surprise lightning hadn't struck, right? But He's in and God is in control of your future. And even if you grew up in a dysfunctional home, a jacked up, mess, abuse filled, drug filled home, God can restore that. And He's we've watched Him do this, guys. I can't imagine all these things, all these different things that are going on. How many, how many different authors of the same thing and apart from each other in many ways, guys, like how things between Judges and Ruth and Psalms. And I mean, it's just so real. His word is real. And there's only the explanation. All these different things coming together for his glory and his plan and for our salvation. Incest can be and we can be saved through that. Amen. Even if you've done terrible things, God can repair those things. He is the author and the authority, I should say. And is in control of your past, in control of your present. And in control of your future. And even if you have rejected God, His Word, His Son, you have the opportunity right now to take care of that and handle that. Yeah, man. You have the care of that situation now. And guys, there are going to be people in the back over there, in the back around the green table. And the idea is that we want our brown lives, if you will, to turn green in his glory, sitting by his strength. That's what the psalm says, and I, yeah, I just want to encourage us, man, if you haven't made that decision for Jesus, it, 
I mean, you've seen the impossibility of all this stuff happening and the genealogies and things, but that don't mean squat if you do nothing with it. I, that's one of the reasons why I tell people, don't go to Bible study thing with it. Go there, find out what God is saying, and do what God is saying. Amen? God is knocking on your, I mean, knocking you down, not just, just pounding on your mind and your heart. Let me in. Guys, let him in. Amen? One who changes your legacy. Who says, finally, for me and my household, we serve the Lord and let the chips fall where they may. Lord, we love you. And we thank you so much for what you have done. For the miracles that you have done in your work. Possible, God, and we hope it's impossible because we don't want to serve a God that can only do the possible. It's impossible that we are saved without you. Impossible for us to overcome our circumstances unless you overcome them. Oh, oh, we can maybe even and outwardly change who we who we look like to the world and things like that, but ultimately Lord, we are the same. It takes a heart change, a mind change, a complete transformation. Born again. By you, God. God, we love you. We thank you so much for what you have, the, the impossible way you brought an incestuous relationship and offspring institute together and made your son real to us. God, anybody that doesn't know you, lay on them. God, lay them right now. Have them make this decision for you so that we can move forward and after us, will be transformed from what we think it will be. Send your son's incredible, awesome, impossible, beautiful, astounding name. All New City Church says.